children, let me give you the subject of the day. Yo, yo, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Actually, me, welcome back, right? You welcome back. <laughs> Warriors uh, FC podcast. In person, here in Los Angeles, California, after a very sporadic, long, strange hiatus, little episodes here and there, but Drew's back with us here at the, at the desk, we're at his house. I'm back, it feels good. It feels good, but it doesn't. <laughs> we had one small like, phone call. If anyone has any desire to go into the the backlog, we just did a little call at the beginning of quarantine. Oh man, that was like when it like it, the realness of what was happening kind of started to. It was like week one. I was like week one, like oh shit, everything's canceled. Yeah, I can't go to Mexico. How sick is everyone gonna get? How sick is everyone gonna get? Can we go to Disneyland? <laughs> <laughs> That man, if if future Drew could have talked to that Drew and future Ant could have talked to that <laughs> and be like, oh, hold on, guys. It's it's just starting. Yeah, it's, it's just, just this is level one. <laughs> this is just fucking starting. Oh, man. What? Yeah, we're still in it. So it's like it's 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 the blind leading the blind literally at this point. Uh, things have gotten th- things have gotten pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, well, well, safe to say, I was laid off l- about a week and a half ago from LAFC, which is extremely disappointing. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not in any different situation. But yeah, you like you did the math, like yeah. <laughs> the mental math. Yeah, I mean, I can to speak a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. It's obviously again, it wasn't something that I wanted, but it was something that when I realized what was happening and the potential of not playing a normal season, what that means for the financial situation of any team, of anyone in any situation. Uh, I understood that I would probably be losing my job. I I felt that very early on, and I knew it was a possibility. Um, Hats off to our ownership and hats off to everyone uh, in the front office and everyone that I worked with. Everyone was very transparent from the beginning, um, answered very difficult and tough questions, uh, and, and to be honest, I can't be mad or sad or, ups- or I can't be upset uh, at anyone because the reality of the situation is very bleak um, for for everyone, man. People have it way worse off than me and people have it. Uh, people have real crazy real life situations that they got to deal with. So for me, the situation was a bummer, of course. Uh, it's sad, but. You know, I got to meet some cool people, got to experience some amazing things and work for a club that I, you know, that I love and that I enjoy. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. A yeah. week and a half removed. And now it's like, let's uh, let's 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 talk about soccer again. And yeah. Let's do some stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's another thing is it's just it's completely out of your hands. You know what I mean? Everything that, that's happening right now. 
you know, that's one of the difficult things to swallow is like, if, if you ever been fired from a job for mm -hmm. something that like you fucked up or you did something wrong, yeah. then okay, I accept that. But this, none of this was my fault. I, was, mm -hmm. I felt like I was doing a good job. Everyone told me I was doing a good yeah. job. I felt like I was well received by the supporters and by different groups and by generally by everyone. Um, I got a lot of beautiful message messages from people also, which was very nice mm -hmm. and really cool to see that, to know that, uh, you know, it, it wasn't, uh, it, people, people seem to enjoy what I was doing. So that helps for sure, but still difficult to swallow when it isn't anything that you've done necessarily. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, a, it's no, no control, no fault of your own. You know, it's yeah. like literal, like quote unquote act of God. <laughs> That's happened. <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. To say the least. And now as we kind of like move forward, it's like, it was so, we had nothing sports wise to look forward to or to watch. And things slowly came back. Uh, Bundesliga, then the EPL, then La Liga. Everyone kind of followed suit. In the U.S., it was NWSL. Now uh, the MLS is back tournament, which we'll definitely get into a little bit later. But oh my goodness, what is happening over there? Um, weird fucking times, man. Weird times. Uh, I still, like, just, you know, prepping for the show, I was just thinking about... <laughs> the vibe in, in March and the vibe after the the match against Leon uh, for oh. LAFC. It's just like, it just feels like a lifetime ago at this point. It feels like it was another planet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was looking at flights to Mexico City and watching the rates go down and just kind of being in my head like, I can go. I, I, if it gets under like a certain price, like I think I can swing this. Like yeah. you know, maybe and it's gonna it, be and, and it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna be amazing. But then my biggest concern was: is it gonna be an empty stadium? Like there was more and more news coming out about what was about to happen, yeah. and it was freaking me out because like, well, I could go and I could go to this game, but could I get sick or could I get stuck there? You know what I mean? We, we it was just so unclear what was going to happen and yeah, then you know everything were, got shut down i had friends that were stuck abroad and had to wait for a while and stuff and you know now it's just like it's it feels like so it's so weird to think back about what it was like and it was it really wasn't that long ago but it just feels like it was just like the closed the book on a chapter and that was a different book you totally know I mean? different book. <laughs> yeah. new testament old testament yeah, baby just, <laughs> Oh. We're in the Old Testament, yeah. though. <laughs> we went backwards. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say right now? Oh, uh, do you, is it like, is soccer like fun for you right now to watch? No. Yeah. I know, no. I know, we're, sorry, we just experienced yeah. that. Literally just watched the North London Derby. Yeah. Um, but in general, like, it, it, it just feels, uh, I use the term for it. It just feels like, um, it, it just doesn't feel like the real thing. It just feels very compulsory. Like we, we have to just kind of play this out. <clears throat> Got to play out, you know, especially in Europe where the finishing of the table has so many ramifications. Yeah. Like from the top to bottom yeah. of the, all the different divisions. It has to, you know, it has to run its course just for the system to keep working. So it just feels like very just compulsory and just like, all right, let's just save face. Let's gets run through it. And it's, it just doesn't feel right. Especially because like the just the fans and the atmosphere is such a big part of what you know you come to love about the sport. To see it without it is just like ugh. Like it's cringy. Mm -hmm. It's cringy. It feels it's it. 
for me, it's been like, it's like soccer light almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word, but it's there's so much you, what we love about soccer in general. Like I've learned tenfold that I care about the culture and that's what I've always, I've, I, even like outside of supporting a team and getting nerdy about stats and, you know, lineups and things like that, that that'll happen. But more so it's the culture and, and, and fans are everything mm-hmm. clearly obviously when you watch a Dortmund game now it's like ooh. I mean it's nice mm-hmm. these players are great but it's the two combined that make it everything they mm-hmm. make it special that really make it unique and special especially even more so I would say when the quality isn't as high when you look at like MLS mm-hmm. right now and you look at the the atmosphere brings so much yeah. to the product and even like when you watch games without crowd noise, uh, feels weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, feels stale. Feels like you're watching a, a scrimmage or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. It just it it feels very informal. It just very yeah. like there's not the occasion. Even when we're watching the derby today, it it impacts the commentators too. Yeah, like because yeah. when they're there in the stadium and they hear, you know, the electricity. There's an energy. They the way they commentate changes. The tone in their voice mm-hmm. like raises and you know fluctuates yeah. and things like that. You know, it's it's a different situation. You know, because like even then, when in a game like that that we just watched, the Arsenal lost, but there's moments where the away end can like will will be vocal when the momentum is with the away team. Yeah, and then you can hear the away fans. Yeah, and that's just you know the twelfth man. It's, it's it's part of. I feel like teams that have that are okay. Like mm-hmm. we watch Bournemouth mm-hmm. right now. We were watching how just abysmal they are, and I feel like Bournemouth has really good home support, and mm-hmm. they are carried oftentimes by that. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could see just this listless sort of like going to the motion situation because obviously these players are playing with the weight of what's happening mm-hmm. right now in the world, and then you know, God forbid you're in a relegation battle mm-hmm. and you don't have your supporters at your, at your side. I mean, that could really, that really makes a difference. I'm curious. I'm very curious to talk to you. Maybe hopefully we can get a player to talk to us, um, to see what their thoughts are about playing in these certain situations because it's unprecedented and it's weird. Obviously like in, I think Italy a couple times here and there when there's been like, you know, ultras have done like racist things. There's been a couple games behind closed doors mm-hmm. or, you know, situations like that, but not across the board for Just a couple of months. Neutralization. It's, uh, it's weird, man. It's hard for me to get, ex- it's hard for me to get excited about it because again, I think it's important to have those moments of escape where like you play video games or you go for a run or whatever it is you do. Like escapism right now is, yeah, it's kind of just a re- weird kind of dark reminder. Yeah. You, I go to this to escape my reality yeah. and then I'm going here and I'm seeing that you, my my escape is, is still, still in my fan yeah. like this thing that takes me out of it's not really the drama it's not really out right? yeah it's not really gone yeah it's and like so, it's a, it's everybody's in it everybody's dealing with this and it's, it's shitty yeah and it's like i'm like oh fuck like when is this gonna ever like is this ever gonna go back yeah. it is nice though like especially right now for me because all of a sudden i had a lot of i i have tons of free time now mm-hmm. of course because i'm not working on anything so the last like month, all or the last excuse me, the last week and a half since I got laid off, all I've been doing is watching soccer basically all day, mm-hmm. and then I'll go work out and cook and 
you know, work on my resume and things like that. But uh, it's it is very nice to have that for sure. Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning, when that didn't exist, I, I it, it was it felt like a void for sure. Mm-hmm. It felt like a void. Um, yeah, let's talk about let's get into some EPL a little bit. The game this morning. Ooh, let's start with that. That's a good place to start. I'm looking at your face. You look hungover, even though you haven't had a drink. I don't think. No, see, it's just more of the same. <laughs> more and, and <laughs> more just you know, there was some good results. I was furious about the the one one against Leicester, and then. This game, I, I, right when I came into your house, Lacazette scored an amazing goal, and I was excited. We had a good, we looking good, but then right after that goal, sure enough, they started being shaky and immediately lost the lead. Kolasinic. Yeah, d- d- just dead ball giveaway, just, just blind, pass. blind pass to to David Luiz, and just. And if you're gonna do a horrendous pass to anyone, it's not yeah. David Luiz, is yeah. it? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> And it was just bad. And then, of course, we dominated the bulk of the second half. You look at the stats, and we were just passing all over the pitch, except in the final third, except except where it counts, in the red zone, in the box. And then we give away a set-piece goal in the 82nd minute, and then we're, we come away with nothing. Tierney on Otterwild, and uh, yeah. I mean, he's going to win that all day, isn't he? And Aubameyang rifling it off the post, just putting too much heat on it, and it's just... Back to back to square one. <laughs> the hard the hard thing about this, I think, also for Arsenal supporters, is the flip flop, right? Because oh yeah, now they go above. You're only saving grace at mm-hmm. this point. You're not mm-hmm. winning the league. Clearly, you're not making Europa. Probably, no. you're not making. I mean, maybe you make Europa if you win out. Maybe, but you're not getting Champions League. Nope. So what is there every season that you? Wait, we finished above Tottenham. We finished above Tottenham, and this season it was looking. Like the majority of the season looked like you guys were going to finish above them, mm-hmm. right? And, and now, now they're <laughs> now they're in the driver's seat. So <laughs> it sucks because we had a lot of momentum coming in before COVID, the COVID lockdown, and the the table was so tight from like third to like tenth. Yeah, like anyone could. It, it was still unpredictable. It was exciting. You know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I wanted to talk about how certain teams have been affected by. Oh yes, yeah. so, like some teams have had like a terrible hangover, like Arsenal being one of them, just restarting, and other teams have yeah, had a boost. Uh, like Bayern are going crazy right now. They look mm-hmm. unbeatable. Atlanta in uh, Serie A, they look crazy. And then crazy. you were saying how other teams like like Barca, Barca are look, kind of like a Barca shadow. Barca were themselves. having a, a very mediocre season, and and they come out and they drop two points back to back, and now Real Madrid is in the driver's seat. Everyone's talking about penalties. We'll talk a little bit about that later, but teams like Barca for sure, right? They're playing. They're barely eking out goals against you know teams that are getting relegated. Espanol. They're drawing to teams they shouldn't be drawing against. Um, with the amount of talent they have, to me, they should be blowing these teams out five zero. There's there's more happening there, but um, it's interesting to think about like how how a season plays out for certain teams, right? A team like Bayern that is shooting for everything. They're shooting mm-hmm. for the, the league. They're shooting for Champions League. They're shooting for domestic cups, certainly. Um, I'm interested to see... I'm interested, or, or I, think it, I think it's actually... The break has been beneficial to teams like that. Teams like Madrid also. Madrid has started off pretty well and done pretty good after the break. And these are, these are all clubs that 
are competing for everything and that need to have deep benches, need to have quality players at each position. And I feel like maybe a nice little one, two month break benefits them. You know, Bundesliga generally gets that in, in uh, around Christmas time, but I think really going in towards the final stretch, I think it might benefit a team like that. And that's probably why they look so fucking unbeatable right now. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit of a trip, man. It's a bit of a trip. Going back to the EPL, uh, Liverpool winning the league. Thoughts? I mean, it was just the the buzz after the lockdown. It, it's the, the fact that there were two technically two fixtures away of, of before clenching. It just I was talking with my buddy Gio, and it was just so kind of like up in the air early on in the quarantine, where the, just the ambiguity of whether or not the season was going to even finish or not. Yeah, it was just so like heartbreaking for them because they were so close to winning it and then potentially it was going to be a, a wash season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This like record breaking run, finally getting a title back, getting an, a, a premier league title title for the first time in, in decades. And it's was in the balance of who knows what was going to happen. And then there was so much debate about whether they would award them the title, even if the season didn't happen or not. Oh, or not. people yeah. that are anti-Liverpool were like, fuck, yeah. yeah, you know? Well, then the whole thing is if you reward them with the title, then how does it play out through the rest of all, all the other teams? Yeah, you know what I mean? Fucking, it, 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 it turns everything yeah. crazy. Because it's, it's, there's so many, that's that's the beauty of the competitiveness of the, the English Premier League mm-hmm. is that they, there's a relegation battle. There's a Champions League battle. I mean, in the past couple of years, champion, the, the first place hasn't been, uh, the championship hasn't been contested really mm-hmm. it's been settled way early on but you have the battle for europa league and mm-hmm. the battle for champions league it's like right? everyone's entered it's like a chain yeah it's like everyone goes from the top to the bottom and top to the bottom and it's a situation where especially like when you're towards the middle top of the table mm-hmm. if you lose two games you drop mm-hmm. very very quickly yeah very quickly yeah. so i mean i'm not mad at liverpool they, I, I hate Man United more than anything because when I really got into being a, a football supporter and an Arsenal person, an Arsenal supporter, that's that was the enemy number one. And I hope they get another one. I hope they take the t- the record back from from United <laughs> like, because I th- that 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 team's the evil empire. And to see Liverpool come back and it's like I'm not mad at it. And they played amazing football, so good on them. Congratulations to all their supporters, and and I, I'm just excited that you know there's a lot of United fans that are upset. <laughs> I think also from a from a neutral standpoint, I would say that it's really difficult not to like Jurgen Klopp, mm-hmm. and in general, I would say it's very difficult not to like a lot of the Liverpool squad. And I've talked about this before. You know, obviously Jurgen Klopp is very super charismatic, uh, just like a down to earth, cool guy, like a man's, just like a like a uh, anyone that's a fan of football is gonna like this guy. Mm-hmm. Right? He's just a general like no nonsense. Even if you're not, like if they did like a if there was more if more like uninitiated American sports fans became familiar with the personalities of like soccer coaches, yeah. I think they would be really surprised and like. The Klopp amount of charisma these guys bring to the table. Klopp is the type of guy you would want to have a beer with, though, mm-hmm. as opposed to like Mourinho. Probably mm-hmm. not, right? <laughs> or maybe, maybe. But like, I would. I'm more intrigued by. I'm more intrigued by. I would like to like hang out with Klopp and just like 
shoot the shit and like i feel like he'd be down to almost you know yeah I mean? yeah versus like would you want to like have a beer with bill belichick no <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> great great yeah. analogy right? you know great, what i mean it's like great huge, uh, like dichotomy there yeah overweight uh like over overweight just like white dude never just happy. middle class fancy never ha- never happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so like klopp uh mo Salah, He's okay. I'm not, you know, there, I have some weird things with him and what happened with uh, Real Madrid and that whole situation with Sergio mm-hmm. Ramos, but whatever. Very likable guy. Uh, Sadio Mane, likable guy. Firmino. They have a. There's no like villains. Like, yeah, I, or, but I mean, like. You could, yeah, yeah. You could maybe, you could argue that. But my thing that I've said from the, from way back with Liverpool was that none of these guys outside of like Van Dyke were world beater superstars. Mm-hmm. People don't realize like Mo Salah is not young. He's been around mm-hmm. Chelsea, Basel, Fiorentina, uh, Roma, you know what I mean? And he was just okay at all those mm-hmm. places. He wasn't this like a 70 he, in FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a, he was a high, he was a low gold card. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's a low gold card. So he wasn't this like, he wasn't this like world beater that you see now. Sadio Mane. I mean, Four years ago, no one talked about this guy. You know what I mean? He was okay. Mm-hmm. He was okay. Firmino was good at like Hoffenheim, but he wasn't this like crazy. Henderson. Henderson has become this like lights out, fucking clutch, doesn't really make mistakes type of guy. He was never that. Never, ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever that, dude. And now he looks, he just looks James Milner. What? James Milner? How? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like James Milner? You know, and then you got other, you know, you got other, you know, Alexander Arnold, who, Alexander Arnold, who's like really come up and been, you know, has, has sort of taken his situation, you know, by the horns and, and, and really gone forward and become this like outstanding young talent. Um, there's, you know, those guys have, have, have done that. And, and there's a, a few young guys here and there that have done that. But overall, this team isn't this like young, super talented squad like honestly, the Liverpool Liverpool squad on paper, when you look at them, prior to last season, you're just kind of like, okay. If you look at the resumes, yeah, you're just yeah. kind of like, all right, you know. But yeah, just that just speaks more about Klopp and his system. And then you look exactly. back at exactly. like what he was able to do at Dortmund, getting them to like famous results in the Champions League, and then even getting getting them to that final with like, you know, a team that's like just a very talented group of players, but it takes a manager to really get them to blossom, to actually become at the level of getting to like a final, and, you yes. know, and they were, it was a competitive final against Bayern. I mean, they were close yeah, in yeah. that one. I mean, they blew out Madrid. Like mm-hmm. four, Lewandowski had like four goals in one game against, mm-hmm. and like 15 minutes against Madrid or something like that. Yep. Was, oh God, it was, it was awful. But you know, that was when Goethe was coming up. Uh, Marco Royce was coming up. Mm-hmm. Players like that. Um, Matt Hummels. Um, yeah. But it's I definitely having deja vu. I've definitely said that on one of either this podcast or the kick to the pitch podcast, but it's, it's 100% when you see a manager influence a team and the entire team is like, yep. Yeah. We're drinking the Kool-Aid. We're going to move in that direction. You got to get everyone to buy in. When you watch a Liverpool match, every single player knows what they are supposed to do. Knows they they just know their role. They know what they know what they have to do within their position, and it's not like a question. There isn't this lack of identity ever, 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 mm-hmm. ever. 
you know, they they didn't play well against Atletico in, in the in the Champions League, but Atletico makes everyone look bad. No one mm-hmm. looks good against them ever, 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 ever. So, you know, they, that's a tough one. But overall, in the league to me, they fully deserve it. They've been lights out. Um, and there was people talking about the 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 title being tarnished this season. Absolutely not. Like I don't buy that, or I don't. I don't. And they had one hand on the title before you know yeah. COVID hit. Yeah. So. And City were dropping points left and right. Mm-hmm. City weren't you know aren't what they what they were. For it, it, it's interesting to think about if it was a tight race, if it was like up in the air. Yeah. Like then just, you know maybe you could argue that it was tarnished because you know the momentum was taken away. And City's a weird one because I don't even understand what it was that made them drop so many points. I don't know how they, you know, they dropped points to Wolves early on in the mm-hmm. season. Triori, like, blew them out of the water. Um, and a couple of other situations, but um, if you're that consistent, if you win that many games and you don't lose that many games... Yeah, I remember they almost took the, the Invincibles run almost, record away from they us. they won the most points, right? I believe they yeah. won the... I think it was like 34 points or something, or I forgot what it was. Let me uh, take a look real quick. Um, but they won the record for the most points in a season at 93. Dude, wow. That's astonishing. For you to win, I mean, this is why this has to be like they're at 30 wins, three draws, two losses, plus 49 goal differential. City actually has a higher goal differential. Um, but obviously, Liverpool has a tighter defense. 93 points, and City's at 72. That's bananas, dude. That is. Insanity, insanity. That doesn't that doesn't even make sense, dude. Just makes me wish we didn't draw so much in the in, in the Invincibles run. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, they deserve it. They deserve yeah. it. To me, they deserve it. Um, and then you know, post COVID, they have a couple matches. They do well. Then they win the league. They party. Then they drop a couple points, which is fully expected. I think there was a. Uh, I forgot which player who it was was like. Well, what did you think of playing Liverpool today? Is that consider they've been partying and haven't probably haven't slept in about three days, and Liverpool lost like three zero or something. Mm-hmm. Is that considering they partied that much and haven't slept in three or four days, I think Liverpool played pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just going through the motions, probably still drunk. The party know? scenes are pretty fun to watch on social media. Yeah, man, and they fucking deserve it. Dude. Yeah, but it's like they don't get the the bus parade. They don't get the real. They don't get they the don't real get the, deal. Yeah, <laughs> they got to do like the social distancing party. Yeah, to see like elite millionaires having to go through the same shit. Yeah. It's just like, oh man. Uh, it's a bit of a bummer, but to me, this was never tarnished. They deserve it 100. Uh, hats off to Liverpool, man. I mean, and they're the thing is too. Like, if you watch a Liverpool game and you see them play, they're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not a boring team at all. They're just full exciting. attacking football. They fucking get after it. They get after it. It's fun to see. Uh, moving along in the EPL or BPL, what's the proper terminology now? I don't know. We don't. I just we, say EPL. Right? We're not on their payroll, so we can call it whatever we want. English Premier <laughs> League, baby. Uh, I got to talk about Mr. Christian Pulisic. Speaking of the Pulisic, excuse me. Speaking of the whole like how COVID's affected certain teams and certain players, and you know, if we look at like Leon Goretzka. I don't know if you've seen this guy post COVID, but he just got shredded. He looks like a absolute beast, right, for Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. And then on the pitch, in terms of playing, Mr. Christian Pulisic. Oh my goodness, dude! Lights. Out and, and he was like carrying an injury for a little bit for the bulk of the season, right? So the, I don't know. There was a lot of he was. The one thing about him is he is a bit of a what's the word? He's not a quiet guy. Mm-hmm. 
we'll say. He's not, he wears his heart on his sleeve for sure. Mm -hmm. And from what I've learned in talking with him personally and asking him funny questions, didn't really respond to them very well. And he's pretty like adamant about that. Mm -hmm. And then later on, when I've seen some of his press conferences, the things he said, he wasn't happy about not playing early on for sure. Mm -hmm. I think he thought he was going to come and just ball out and do crazy things. And I think he was ready to, but inevitably when you're coming to a big club playing, you know, in, in now there's probably like what top six. Now there isn't, mm -hmm. there's no more top four. You're going to be competing every single game at a high level, no mm -hmm. matter what. It's a different situation. It, it, you know, there's no, there's no real off games. You know what I mean? You can't mm -hmm. like take a break. Um, so I think there's a different mindset and I think he was definitely disheartened, a little bit bummed out. I don't know too much about the injuries. I think there was there was a couple of little things here and there, but I know him and Lampard were going back and forth, mm. for sure. Uh, but now, certainly leading up to the whole COVID thing and then post COVID, he just seems like the best. I mean, hands down, the best player on Chelsea. Mm -hmm. it, to me, it's not close, which is pretty crazy to say. But it's argue, you can argue at this moment in time that he's one of the best players in the league. No one is playing on his level. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen really that's playing on his level right now at this moment. It's a different thing. And what's crazy is we've like from an American standpoint, it's shocking to see. Yeah. Cause it's very rare to you get to even, I mean what Dempsey was maybe the closest on the world stage. Yeah. But Dempsey wouldn't very rarely would Dempsey like, he did it a couple times. He, he did it for Fulham, I think, in the mm -hmm. Europa League against Juventus. Remember mm -hmm. that game? Yeah. But this is different because he doesn't like... It isn't like a through ball that he's jumping onto. Mm -hmm. It isn't a a free kick. It isn't a... He's bossing a midfield. He's bossing mm -hmm. and he's controlling. He's the, he's the conductor. Yeah. And like a Luka Modric. Mm -hmm. That's incredible praise, but... I never I, like it sounds crazy to say that, but it's it's just the truth. Yeah, because we've never seen an American player with that we've kind of talent. Never seen that. Yeah. It's always been a situation of like, even when I've talked to my friend, you know, friends from from the UK, or when I've talked to uh, media and, and certain people, and it's like, you know, uh, they just kind of like as soon as you talk about American soccer or Americans playing soccer, there's a couple that they talk about, but in general, it's just kind of like a, yeah, okay, you know, they, goalkeepers and strikers. Yeah. <laughs> And never, never is it talked about like, but but there's no, it isn't that they think that there's no athletes here. When you look at American soccer, I mean, you look at American basketball, American football, mm -hmm. all that stuff, right? We have elite athletes everywhere. We do very well in the Olympics mm -hmm. all the time, right? Gymnastics, swimming, everything, right? So it isn't that there isn't athletes here. It's just that when it comes to soccer, it is, it's funny. I just watched the Maradona documentary, just barely. Mm -hmm. And it, I just kept thinking, like, it's so crazy to think that, like, you have a genius, like an actual genius of the game, mm -hmm. and the way the game is played, that you can't always really teach. Mm -hmm. It's like an IQ. You, you need a, a specific IQ to play soccer at that level, and you know, especially at the, the highest level in a midfield. There's countries that have done it, though. Mm -hmm. Spain, Holland, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Argentina, certainly. And there's a reason they these countries pump out these superstars all mm -hmm. the time. And it's not because they're athletes. In fact, it's the opposite. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Being an athlete in soccer 
is cool. That's like level. That's that's to just get your level one. Yeah, it's like it's it's nice that you yeah. that you're fast and strong and all that stuff. You probably just need to be that. Mm-hmm. But like, it's it was super funny. We were watching. Uh, I keep going on tangents, but I was watching like they're showing uh, this thing on Instagram of uh, Andres Iniesta. He was doing like these basic little like plyometric workouts in his room, mm-hmm. and everyone's like commenting like. And then you have like guys in MLS like powerlifting and doing squats mm-hmm. and stuff. And Iniesta will run absolute circles around these guys. Yeah. So you understand that there's a level of awareness and IQ and soccer specific skill and mental capacity that even at the highest level, Americans just haven't had. I think it's just, to me, it's like an innate creativity that other countries know how to nurture better yes yes yes. and know how to bring that out of certain players they can identify the type of player that is going to be an iniesta a modric an ozil that are just the metronome that's going to find where to move the ball and how to support it and how to create because it's literally you're you're a creator on on the field and in so many american sports they're just not wired the structure of the sport isn't wired to, to create that there's so much more coaching there's so much more stoppages you're, you're constantly kind of getting updated and someone's going to tell you what to do whereas in soccer you have 45 minutes and very rarely do you have a coach that's going to be constantly telling you what to do he can't stop it and tell you things that need to be done you yes. have to be able to do that and you moment. need to be able to communicate <laughs> yeah. through through the whole team yeah. it's like if you have like a quarterback imagine if there was no subs and there was no coaches it's like you got to come up with it's this play. all on him it's all on you to yeah, come that's when you have elite level mm-hmm. quarterbacks doing audibles mm-hmm. reading the defense be like no no we got to do this we got to do that mm-hmm. we got to do this and then killing it right yeah. that's when you get to a different you have a baseline of like that guy has a good mm-hmm. arm and then you have like a tom brady who is just yeah. a f- machine mm-hmm. you know what i mean and he's on a different playing field christian is hitting that level and he's still very young and mm-hmm. he's doing it there's no question you cannot argue He's playing in, in France. He's not playing even in La Liga right now, which isn't the strongest. He's not. Play, he's playing at what everyone considers the most competitive, mm-hmm. difficult league for a difficult team to play for. Yeah, you know that is a very demanding place, and he's doing it with zero fear, and it's beautiful to watch, man. Mm-hmm. I was just completely like, holy sh! That last game against against Crystal Palace, he was bossing everything that goal he scored my goodness dude that's another thing he started to add he's had that little bit of scoring potential but now he's a problem Mm -hmm. so when he gets the ball he's drawing a lot of attention where and he's creating his own yeah yeah that goal he scored was just Mm -hmm. his he just did it on his own it wasn't like a beautiful play or lead up or a through ball nothing like that Mm -hmm. and it was it was him quick drag boom Upper V near post. What the? F- Everyone was like, "Whoa!" And not only that, but the the tempo, everything was him. Everything, mm-hmm. you know. And he's making players way better around him. Giroud, Willian, who are kind of fading, he's making them look like world beaters right now, and it's insane. It's insane. So uh, also Chelsea's getting Timo Werner, Ziyech. They're gonna be a fucking exciting team. I'm sorry to say yeah. this, but they're gonna be a very exciting team. It's another watch. team that we're gonna have to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I'm talking, uh, I'm I'm building up uh, Pulisic, but the truth is Chelsea have dropped a couple points back to back. 
really bad at the back. Really, really Lots shit at Sheffield. the back. Yeah, really shit at the back. But going forward, they're so fun to watch, man. And it's weird because we haven't said that about Chelsea in a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're very, very exciting to go forward uh, or going forward. And they're probably going to be even more exciting going forward yeah. in the very near future. Right now, they're in third. Look at the. This is what we were talking about. I'm looking at the at the uh, third, fourth, fifth place. It's uh, Chelsea on 60, Leicester City on 59. Manchester on 58, and then the Wolves are 55. So all of those within, and then City, uh, United has a game in hand. United has a game in hand, but uh, all within striking distance, right? They could all, even Sheffield United's on 54. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing that, that what he's been able to accomplish. But, you know, it just sucks that it took him having to leave the country to get groomed properly and get the proper education on how to play the sport well this is what's so funny about this now is like with the with the u.s men's national team not making um the world cup things had to change things did sort of change they put people in place that were kind of more the same bad things happened right away Mm -hmm. u.s men's national team playing like dog shit losing the gold cup just looking bad right Mm -hmm. now the pivot going from taking youth development away from the u.s men's national team and putting it on MLS clubs now, which is everything to mm-hmm. me. Because now you have a pulse on local talent, and there's no other... There yes. shouldn't be a, a weird agenda. There shouldn't be a weird, uh, like, nepotism at this point. Yes, yes, hopefully, yes, yes, yes. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, because you're tapping into real communities everywhere. Mm-hmm. And in Southern California, watch out. Southern California, mm-hmm. New Jersey, Miami, watch what's going to happen. It's amazing how much, you know, how much talent gets like unfostered in just this state alone. Yeah. It's just, Uh, dude, I grew up playing mm -hmm. here and my same thing with my my brother's team. These guys were, they would play premier clubs like from San Diego that were considered the best. They'd beat them eight to zero. All these kids from like Compton, Bug Garden, Mm -hmm. Southgate that would play in Mexican leagues like on a Saturday and then they would go to like play in San Diego against Mm -hmm. these like teams that are scouted. Yeah, and they would destroy them. wasn't even close. None of those, none of those kids went into the system except for one. His name is Hector. Uh, he plays for. He actually still plays for Columbus Crew. Uh, Hector Gutierrez, I believe his last name is. Red hair. I wonder if we could get him on the show. Yeah, he, he definitely. He would definitely go on the show. I'll, I'll, I'm happy to talk to him. That'd be so tight I'll to have like a. Show. I believe his last name is Gutierrez. Let me let me double check. Um, to just have him story tell from that. From he those actually days. played. Uh, um, he played or oh, Hector Jimenez. It's Hector Jimenez, I believe. Yeah, it is Hector Jimenez. Yeah, definitely. He played uh, for the Galaxy during. Um, yeah, he's thirty-one. Huntington Park. Yeah, he actually ended up going to. See, he went to Bell Gardens High School. Uh, graduated from Berkeley. He was the one that actually went into the system. Mm-hmm. The rest went Mexican, uh, Mexican side, mm-hmm. or just stopped playing because they were completely overlooked. They completely. Went under the radar. Yeah, I remember even at my high school, there was one one player that I was like buddies with. He was an amazing player. And he, like halfway through, I think in sophomore year of high school, he moved to Mexico because he was playing with Cruz Azul and he was in their youth academy for a while. Yeah. And then he came back. It, it, you know, he, he did that for a while, but he, he just got burnt. Like, you know, that happens with like a lot of kids. Like yeah. since he was like five years old, his dad was kind of a psycho <laughs> yeah. and just was grooming him to become a professional soccer player. And he had the ability, he had the size, he was like, you know, six foot, could do it. 
and then you just you know it, it cracks at some point yeah. you know if it just if it isn't fun anymore you know kids just bail on it no of course yeah of course and then they're, they're like super resentful after that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it, yeah, that happens to a lot of kids you know mm-hmm. and that's that understandable right but um so to me this again falling back onto clubs having a direct access point to academies and building mm-hmm. youth development within their ranks that is everything that's yeah. what you see at the highest level when you are you know uh, you know uh, Fati the guy that's mm-hmm. playing at Barcelona you know what, what is he 17 18 years old something like that maybe younger shit but you're sitting there and you get to train get to play with Messi mm-hmm. what h- how can you compare that to oh we're playing uh you know, we're playing the under seventeen Haitian team today. Like yeah, that, it's what? Or I'm playing like D three college ball. Yeah, or I'm playing, you know, whoever. Like I'm playing Howard University. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not even on the same things. And then you go as a national team, you go and you're expected to compete. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But then you have what the beauty net. Like it, it, it's a bit. Thankfully, now we have a bit of a, of a, kind of under. A t- kind of players that went overlooked in Europe, Gio Reyna, who is now blossoming yep. at Dortmund, uh, Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, these guys that are going to be our next core. And then behind them, hopefully we have these talents that are fosters, fostered, raised, and, and you know doing well within our ranks. And we have a real pulse on them yeah. as opposed to they're going to these national team camps every so often and then they go play and whatever college they play for, we we hopefully can develop a system where it's happening on a more consistent basis. We don't have these big gaps of what we've seen, where potentially we don't make a World Cup. And then which you know we can find. think about some of the, like the positives that can come from you know the current circumstances where the actual infrastructure is getting rattled so much that it might lend itself to finally actually be changed and overhauled. That's that's because, kind of, I, yeah. I think that's what's because before there was so much emphasis on like well it makes X amount of money this way right now we can't disrupt that but guess what now it's probably making no money so we need to and then it's not going to work again this way we have to overhaul it and now that kind of leads us into MLS and what's happening right now right yeah so the COVID COVID has affected MLS in a massive way obviously and. There's a, I, I'm on Twitter, I'm on social media, and I see a lot of uh, silly things that are said and a lot of things that are said on a level of things that are th- like people being naive, I think, and people not understanding the infrastructure of the league, how the league operates financially, how certain teams operate financially, and how they are kept afloat and how they either do well or don't do well, right? It's a, it's a weird... To me, it, it was obvious, and it is obvious, but to some, I, I find it odd that it's not obvious to a lot of people. We are a league that does not have, that has salary caps and has very tight restrictions on how we're allowed to spend money. And the reason is, is because certain markets, LA, have a much higher ceiling, have much more money, have a much bigger population that cares about our sport, that mm-hmm. is going to go to games, that's going to sell out stadiums, and versus Colorado, versus Salt Lake, versus other smaller mm-hmm. market teams, right? So we have the ability, LA has the ability to do 
better based on just on a very basic level based on location population and being a soccer hotbed right mm -hmm. and now we look at ownership and other things right the potential to make more money certain ownership groups have a lot more money than others and there's an there would be an imbalance right similar to what you see in europe maybe not as crazy but similar to what you see in europe okay so those financial restrictions were put in place to make sure that it's somewhat of a level playing field for everyone and so that everyone as it's it's an american model that's what happens in the nba that's what happens in the nfl everyone has the ability and will make money every season they mm -hmm. will do that but there's a ceiling naturally there's a season there's a ceiling because of the restrictions of salary cap of tam of you know all these all these things your 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 dps how you can trade your dps this and that etc etc right it's all meant to keep things relatively stable. Mm -hmm. And the fact that people don't understand that blows my mind, but very clearly and obviously, people just don't get it. Like they don't understand that and it's crazy to me, right? So inevitably, what the problem with that model is that it's probably outgrown itself at this point and I think there's a lot of people calling for promotion relegation and there's, you know, you can think what you want of that, but what's happened during COVID and what's happened when you don't have a season and when you eliminate ticket sales, when you eliminate concessions, when you eliminate a lot of things that allow these clubs to make money, it's going to affect them tremendously, even yeah. within this model, right? Even within this model, it's going to affect them and it's going to affect everyone universally and some more than others for sure, because, mm -hmm. you know, certain clubs, you know, certain clubs still have, uh, you know, sold season tickets. Certain clubs didn't and have no, they lost all that money and revenue. And now, now what? Now what happens? So opening those, opening avenues and, and, and the ability to, for clubs to tap into money and to make money, I think it's starting to need to happen. Because if you go through another pandemic, it's very frightening, very, very scary on a financial level as far as what can happen to certain clubs. Yeah. And what can happen to the overall landscape of MLS in general? It's a bit frightening, you know, because people are getting mad about like, oh, look at the look at the Adidas logo on the thing. Yeah, put the fucking Adidas logo there, man. They need to make we need to make money. Mm -hmm. We need that. People need to eat. Yeah, you know, and you're, it's a whole web. It, it, mm. It's 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 necessary. All those logos, all those sponsorships. Where do you think? Look at your look at your kits. Mm -hmm. Look at every single kit you wear. Look at it. How naive can you be that like you're going to take sponsorships out of the viewing experience of what's happening right now? That, what? How could, where does, where, where do you get money from to, to pay players, to place, pay staff, to pay employees, to pay to, for everything, right? How, where does it, where does it come from? <laughs> That's, it's, it's, it's what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? It's this crazy night. Like, I don't understand it. People are complaining about that logo. People are like, oh, MLS is really, uh, MLS is really, uh, shoving all these brands down our throats it's like dude Duh. watch any any soccer game in the world watch any soccer game in the world your beloved Liga Emekis look at any Liga Emekis jersey bro look at it just a, a pattern <laughs> of just just so much sponsorship on it yeah do you know why they <laughs> you know why they do that because they need to do yeah. that they need to Right, mm -hmm. they 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 just need to do that. They need to make money. That's it's 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 a business. It's normal. Mm -hmm. Like 
people complaining about that it's just wild as fuck to me but anyway i kind of i kind of went off on a tangent there but it's 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 kind of crazy to see that and now it, it's a bit of a double-edged sword with the mls's back tournament right yeah what were your thoughts when they announced it and what was happening it just because going back to like what it the vibe was before it, it's just it just was deflating because then now you look at all the information we're seeing coming from medical experts and scientists on what's going on that we're having you know the mls and the nba are having these these like saving face tournaments or reactivations in one of the hotbeds of of covid that that's all the the, like the cases are so I, i keep spiking every day and we were shipping all the players out there several teams couldn't make it because of outbreaks within the squad and it just feels so weird it just feels so weird because I get it. You know, we need to, you know, start up something. We need to offer up a product for people to support, watch, and something to generate some revenue. But it just feels so strange. And again, it's just going back to like you watch it and it's just like you're watching kind of like a youth tournament, especially if there's no simulated noise. And going back to again, so much of what MLS has going for it, certain teams have you know, amazing atmospheres and amazing stadiums and amazing fans. And you take them out of the equation and then it just doesn't boost what's on the field. Like the product isn't enhanced by anything. So you're getting a very just, you're watching it in a vacuum and it's like, like, it's just, it's frustrating. And then, and then already I was always very critical of the way the league was structured and what is really at stake in the regular season, what what are the real accolades and what really matters to people? And I already would be very frustrated with the fact that you know MLS regular season to me personally doesn't bring so much of uh, of an excitement if you win the regular season title because it's just wired for the MLS Cup. Yeah. And there's been so many times where you know you have a team that blitzes the regular season, but then you have another team that's kind of like plays for the playoffs plays to go for, on a streak and that's that works for some teams sometimes yeah. and we saw it uh in the playoff run with lafc and it's just you get knocked off the pedestal and you're like fuck and, and it's just yeah you get a supporter shield and it's important to have a team put the supporter shield on a pedestal and win it and, and show that it's an important title to win i think that was the best thing to see lafc do it's like kind of encourage other teams to you have to build up the hype around that trophy because as of right now, there's not a lot of hype around it. Yeah. And that's what's important. But then you go to this this tournament and you're like, this season's already kind of like in a weird spot. Like, what is this? You know what I mean? This is even less than a supporter shield. Like, what, what are we trying to do? And it's it's it, and it's just like a conflict, you know. These these guys need to play. We need to do something. But at the same time, it's like it's frustrating when you look at everything else around it. Yeah. And it doesn't uh, really I mean, foster too much like optimism and excitement. This is definitely I mean for me I'm that I'm that right? <laughs> like I, yeah. I can't even I almost can't even talk about it because mm-hmm. uh, I have a lot of weird feelings about it. For mm-hmm. sure because it affected me not the, not the tournament it's per se but mm-hmm. the overall situation because it affected me and it affected a lot of people that were employed at a club or mm-hmm. for MLS or whatever. Um, but it feels, it feels weird for many, many of the reasons I echo, like a lot of what you said, 
I want I wanted to be excited about this, but unfortunately, like we're not Europe, we're mm-hmm. not England. And when I say that, I, I mean that on different levels. Like, as far as like what our country has done with COVID, is complete like shit show. It's pretty obvious how bad it is. Mm-hmm. There's no whatever whatever like politics you subscribe to or whatever. We have done a dog shit job of of containing this for whatever reason, right? Not for whatever reason, we know why. For as the for resources we have, <laughs> for, for the resources this country has and the money we have and the results we're getting in terms of how we're handling it, it's just disappointing. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> now, you, you have that, right? And it's hard because you have franchises that I think when people look at teams, they don't understand, they, they, they often neglect that. Like these teams support families they support mm-hmm. people they support a lot of a lot of communities mm-hmm. in many ways you know they give people even just like on the on the basis of giving people hope to watch something and to feel mm-hmm. some sort of like pride there's that but mm-hmm. there's actual employees and people that work incredibly fucking hard every day day in day out for these clubs mm-hmm. for mls good people dude like mm-hmm. really good down-to-earth people that are just working they just they just want to work and want to do well, but they like for whatever reason that there's a bit of a veil behind. There's a bit of a like an iron gate that some people don't always look beyond, and I don't understand why. But this is a this is a weird situation because those people deserve to have a life and to make money and to do okay. They they should have that, but at the same time, it's a really difficult situation with what's going on, and it's hard to argue the facts mm-hmm. nashville is out dallas uh, is out dallas is out because of uh basically a covet outbreaks within the team and then dc had a player get it right dc they're not being overly i haven't read anything that's overly uh emitting tons of information but they postponed their match later today mm-hmm. uh usually uh, and from what I've read, there's certainly a positive test, but there's also some inconclusive tests that have or results mm. that came back. Um, so clearly, the idea of this bubble didn't work. It's pretty obvious. And now it's like, well, fuck. Uh, what do you do? It's, it's already on shaky ground. Yeah. So it's it's hard because you want to cheer for your squad. You want to like, and to me, like the the players that are there are are really. It's. Uh, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of like uneasiness because you're going there, you're potentially going to get it. Mm-hmm. Potentially, I mean, if other clubs got it, why wouldn't you get it? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I mean, and then on top of that, you're isolated from your family, and then let's say you do get it, you go back to your family. Do you? No, yeah. you, know, you can't. You know, you can't go see your family. You can't go see your kids. Um, it's it's weird, man. It's just weird. And I'm not this. I'm not this person that's like, fuck the tournament. Fuck. The, I I understand why the tournament's happening. Mm-hmm. I understand why it needs to happen. You know, there's a lot of. This is at the end of the day. This is a business. Mm-hmm. You're not following, college sports. You're not following. And even that. I mean, that's a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. But, this is a business, bro. This is a thing. This is yeah. a recreational ASO. This is, this supports a lot of people, and it. It can't die on the vine. It has to. You have to give it some life Something, to keep it going now it's, it's it's hard to it's hard it's hard it's hard so i 
I have so many mixed emotions and feelings because of what's happening in my situation, because of what's happened to me, like directly to me in my situation. But now on a bigger scale, it's hard because if you're a, if you're a Dallas fan, how do you feel about this? If you're a national mm-hmm. supporter, how do you feel about this? If you're DC United supporter, how do you feel about this? You know, Carlos Vela didn't travel. His, his wife is pregnant. Good on him. I support him for that. He did. He deserves to make that decision because this isn't a, a normal situation. Yeah, so I remember right. watching the the John Oliver, you know, analysis of sports in time in this current pandemic, and how when you try to make it work, it, there just so many more questions come up, and it's like you pull these players, and you're gonna have to have them quarantine for X amount of time in these like bubbles. And then you, you're taking them from their families. You're taking them to, to other other obligations that they normally would have. Yeah. And it's just so unpredictable and what, what could happen, even if, you know, they get sick when they're in there. Yeah. And it's like, it's so frustrating because it's like, how do you, it just, you think you plug up this hole and then this other issue comes up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's all this is a and whole even, new thing there's no even, rule book there's no book we're writing the book right now on how to deal with this stuff yeah and even the timing of like it's hard because i think in general they wanted this to be a positive thing mm-hmm. i think their heart the heart was in the right place mm-hmm. i think dude again people are struggling really fucking bad right now mm-hmm. any sort of escapism anything that's like a movie s- sports whatever to be able to just get away for an hour and a half two mm-hmm. hours is everything it's so nice right because as soon as that's off you're fucking back home and mm-hmm. you gotta go make sure your unemployment's going through mm-hmm. and looking at you know all that shit right real life shit and yeah. if you have a family and if you have a mortgage and all these other things it's terrifying right so to have that escapism and have that little bit of hope and happiness it means a lot it means a lot yeah. but it isn't without this other things yeah know, negative things and it's it's just it just sucks, man. <laughs> it just sucks. And it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate too. It's unfortunate even more so that it they chose Orlando because it's one of the worst places yeah. for this. That we're finding out. Yeah. So it was, it, I'm sure it was only because that they had such Florida was very lax about From the jump. From the jump. So they're like, Yeah, come here. Come here. Dude, Set I it remember, up here. We'll, I remember, we'll we'll do it. Like I remember watching I remember watching shit on on like uh, spring break or what was that like two months ago? Uh huh. Remember? Yeah. On like kids at the beach, like mm-hmm. after, like a month after this shit. Like I'm just on. trying to chill, man. Like if I get it, I get it. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shrinking like white claw, like yeah, yeah. Everything's fine, you know. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know what else to say about it. Like the games, the the, the when we talk about the actual games, they've been very subpar in terms of quality for obvious reasons i get it you haven't played in several months mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard a lot of these players were had to just train at home that's pretty yeah because like i was listening to the ars cast the arsenal podcast and they had one uh one of the trainers on the show and they're talking to him like all right what, what should we expect from the players right now now that we have a date for them to come back and they're like yeah we're we're getting them on a new program but this stoppage in their routine this start and stop, we're very concerned about injuries oh, yeah. because it's yeah. like to get them back up to fitness, match fitness again. It, it's it they're they're like machines, man. They're like finely tuned machines, and yeah. to have that break and to try to restart them again. That's funny. I was talking about instantly, 
uh, it's two injuries in one game, you know? And I'm like, what the fuck? This is exactly what he said. Like what happened? <laughs> because, because that's why they have the extra sub yeah. and that's why they have breaks yeah. because all the fitness experts are like, they're highly susceptible to injuries. If we, we expect them to play high level ball after this break because they haven't been, yeah. on that, they haven't been coasting. They haven't been yeah. coasting at that high level. Yeah. They haven't been tr- They're not, Maybe some players, this, yeah. some players have, mm-hmm. like I was talking about Goretzka or maybe Pulisic. I mean, it's pretty obvious that they've been doing well, mm-hmm. you know, off while they were off. Clearly they must've been doing something. Yeah. Other players, not so much. And that's just, that's just what happens. Like you're a professional player. If you're within the team training all the time, it's natural that you're going to be at that level. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you, it's up to you on your own. Oh dude, people are going to slack for damn sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Jovic from from Real Madrid was having parties and shit. Like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I think he almost he, he almost got like uh, it was almost like legal action that was taken against them and stuff. But yeah, because he just was like very selfish about it. Yeah, I remember reading on Reddit how everyone was like, "God, fuck this guy." What's the uh, what, who's the tennis guy too? He he's been having like some crazy issues himself. Was it uh, Djokovic? Yeah, yeah, I, I remember hearing about it. Oh no, there was yeah. there was uh, pictures of him with his shirt off, like sweating at a club, like oh really, <laughs> partying and shit. Yeah, there was like some weird ass like Euro techno. Going These on Eastern that. blockers, man, <laughs> they do not give a fuck. Yeah, they don't. Neither do their wives. Huh? Yeah. The galaxy, Jesus. Uh, what's his name? Uh, God, I forget. Uh, Katai, his wife, you, you remember that, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, that's a, that's a whole other topic of just, like, social justice warriors and, like, what happens now and just, like, how I remember when well, I mean, we were trying to dude, fire up, like, the podcast and you were, well, you were still employed. You're, you're, I, you're like, I don't know if I can do it, especially at that time because, like, you say anything and anyone gets a word of it and if someone doesn't agree with you, Regardless of the situation, if there's an, enough of a mob behind that, the people that yeah. are quite accusing you of something, you could get fired for anything. I mean, dude, I'm very careful in the way I navigate mm-hmm. things in general. Like, I'm pretty. I, th- I would say I've, I've done. A, I've been enough. I've done enough podcasts to where I know like, mm-hmm. what to say and what not to say. Um, but what she said was really disgusting and mm-hmm. horrible. And I think what they did was right for sure, yeah. without a doubt. Um, especially in the times and what's going on, the lack of awareness that people have, I think, is silly. And I think sometimes people say things to get to like troll and like be funny mm-hmm. or to like, there's this thing we talk about our cousins chat and like there's certain people that I think there's this sort of weird thing that happens to people when they're isolated for a long time and they don't have normal social interactions. There's this energy that just needs to go somewhere mm-hmm. good, bad or whatever, you know, whatever. Um, and they just say dumb shit. Yeah. And that was dumb and that was horrible and there's no place for it. So. Yeah. And like we're in the UK right now, we're finding out 12 year olds are getting you know, <laughs> doxxed and busted for being racist little assholes to look, professionals man, on the internet. Look, man, I'm, I'm 100% for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not okay. Yeah. This... I, I enjoy, I don't even say I enjoy it, but I think it's right because people hide behind anonymity all the time and they torture people and they say horrible things on this basis of like, nothing's going to happen. And when things actually happen, it's like, ha, ha, ha. I would love to see them like, just put, do like a press conference, like put this kid <laughs> in front of like, and have them like just it's like, hey, guess what? You're not anonymous. You're not behind a keyboard. And they're like, you said this, this, and that. Like, 
why did you say that? Like, uh, uh just like, you know, and it's funny because you, you, like, you dehumanize it. Like you think it's not real. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's why. Like, mm-hmm. you, dude, we come from an, an era where like, I certainly do where I grew up. I, I wouldn't dream. Not only like, was I not raised that way? I wouldn't mm-hmm. say those things, but like, I guarantee you 150%. You put these kids in front of Ian Wright, in front of Louisa. Mm-hmm. Say it now. Yeah. Say it. Now <laughs> say it. It's just not going to happen. Not going to fucking happen. Yeah. Not going to say it. Say it in front of a black kid your age. Yeah. Say it. See what happens. I dare yeah. you to. Guess what? Not going to fucking happen. The anonymity mm-hmm. and the ability to use that as like a, as like a, as like a, uh, you know, something you can hide behind. Mm-hmm. To me, fuck that. You, no. And that's why, like, on my social media, I don't have anything blocked. Everything's open. I try to be as trans- as transparent as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't get hyper-involved in politics and, th- and things like that. I think it's genuinely known what I am and what I support and things like that, hopefully. But to hide behind this, like, that shit's... Qu- I think people should get punished 100% for dumb shit like that. Yeah, and also you need to, like, kind of be involved with what your kid's doing. Yeah, you know, like where does the parents. a kid where does a kid even get that that's okay to yeah. to come at someone and say it's not it's not like random shit it's yeah. like really hyper racist specific mm-hmm. shit dude and it's even then like it's not necessarily maybe it doesn't happen in the household maybe their parents sure. never even say it no, you're right, but you know what you're letting your kid live online and talk to other people that are saying outlandish shit and then you know they're a sponge they're gonna be like oh this is what you, this is what you do. This is what this is how it works, and then there's like just no guidance. Yeah. There's no there's no one there to kind of like help you navigate that. Hey, if you say shit like this in any other place, like you're gonna get your head kicked in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, straight up. Yeah, you know, straight up. That's the truth. Like I said, I you couldn't be at amongst my friends mm-hmm. and say like you couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you would get you would you would just get beat up. Mm-hmm. Like straight up. Like you couldn't do that. So this shit is is why it, it's. It's. I think it needs to happen. Personally, I think it needs to happen. More like social growing pains. Yeah, man. And 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 this this thing of like, I'm glad the Black Lives Matter movement is happening. I'm glad it's being, you know, where you have. You have, professional teams and, like Roger Goodell, who is now, basically flip flopped and is like, all Mister all buddy buddy with wants to be buddy buddy with Colin Kaepernick and then even like Drew Brees. From things that he said to completely going backwards and and like apologizing and under, like actually understanding what the movement is and, and starting to realize and really change minds on a big level, right? And whether that is maybe that you can argue and I'm sure there's the argument for some people riding a wave and some people riding. The truth is, is like, you know, that stuff is wrong. That what what those kids are doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. What Goodell did to Kaepernick, wrong. What Drew Brees said about you know, the whole movement wrong. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. Yeah. There's no, no arguing that. Right. And for them to apologize and realize that they've made some sort of mistake, that's massive to me. And the, for me, it happening on a level of like, yeah, dude, this, this harassment that's happening on social media to players, these kids saying wildly, insanely racist shit. That shit's not okay, bro. Not okay. Not Okay. There is, it's not cute to do it, you know, when you talk about Italy. Yeah. You know, when you talk about what's happened to Moises Khan and, and Pogba and all these guys, when you talk about Spain, what's happened to Dani Alves, yeah. that shit is not cute. It's not okay. Aha, yeah. no, no, that's what happens there. No, fuck that. Nope. It doesn't happen there. 
that's not okay. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, it's it's wild what's happening, but I think it needs to happen. Yeah, I feel like these you know big juggernaut organizations are also they're having they're looking at the books, they're looking at the demographics. So much time and energy has been placed in catering to you know the, the fifty plus demographic with a lot of different organizations like the like the NFL, MLB, like NASCAR even that dude. Even with before COVID, that's just a depreciating. There's gonna be less and less of those people. They're gonna be behind your product. If the the decisions that are made right now and the stands that these organizations have to make from a cultural standpoint are gonna dictate who's gonna support your your organization. Yeah. And right now, the NFL can't afford to have a large demographic of young people not invest in their product. I mean, they're going to have some, but they're not going to have, it's not going to be lucrative. So I'm sure they're panicked. You know what I mean? You're seeing a lot of action from NASCAR because I'm big into like motorsports and everything. And I've been hearing that NASCAR has been hanging on by a thread for, for years now. And they have to try to like bring an in, in the next generation to back the product or else it's not going to survive. So it's just like, it it sucks that, that it takes, you, you're playing with their money now at this point. Like if they want to keep existing and they want to bring in the next generation, they have to like evolve and they have to cater to like, who's going to be the future fans of your, your product. There's, they've been so comfortable just sitting back and them being able to do whatever they want, whatever they want yeah. and people will still consume it. But now it's just like evening a lot of things out right now. Well, you've, uh, because of this, so much money is out of their pockets. Yeah, now. exactly. And they're like, Oh shit. Nike's pulled the Redskins merch from uh, their their web store. I was just going to touch. And then FedEx saying like, you can't. We don't want to use the name on the stadium if you're going to use that team name. Yeah. And so now you know now because like their pockets are hurting, there might not be a season, so they're going to have to actually their hands are being forced to actually like which make these moves. There's an argument. There's there's two arguments here, and I think. I, I hopefully what happens and what needs to be said is that overall, this is a good thing. Whether they're doing it for money, because when you look at how you make change and how you make mm-hmm. things happen, that's how you affect people that are above you, right? Mm-hmm. You affect their pocketbooks in, in some way. Mm-hmm. Then they say, well, shit, I can't just sit here and be... Maybe they agree with you, but... In the past, they've just had to be like, Meh. yeah. There's no one. There's like, all right. What's my bottom line from me agreeing with you? You know. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of like people being negative about boycotts and stuff like that. Guess what? That's how you really fuck up giant corporations. That's mm-hmm. how you fuck up brands. That's the truth. Yeah. You know. So that stuff. I know we didn't mean to get super social and like all this crazy <laughs> stuff, but like. To me, I, I, I don't uh, I don't see those things as bad. If they want to affect people that that are hurting your community or that are hurting, certainly the Redskins is that's a wildly racist, crazy. To, I mean, that's insane. <laughs> that's insane. I've had friends in Europe, and I've like told them like, hey, like check out this this baseball hat and this team from Cleveland. Like, look what their their logo is <laughs> on their hat, and they're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like they play with that. I'm like, yeah, man. Like it's and people are like, yeah, and they do yeah. the fucking chop yeah. thing. <laughs> so like what? <laughs> so messed up. How, man? You know that shit's wild. So it's it's uh 
it's scary what's happening it, overall. These there's a lot of positive things happening. Sure. I, I mean, we're early days for better or worse. Like for better or worse, like we're gonna bear witness to a lot of different changes that are gonna be happening. Yeah. And it's just like hopefully, you know, we just have to ride the wave and try to make it through. And hopefully, hopefully we don't. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> it can go real dark. Like yeah. I, it's just, it could get worse. But then you just try. I have to try to like focus on like all right what good could come of this yes and you know the good that i have focused on has obviously been the one thing that has been ever present in my life and something that i've i've focused on and always found joy comfort etc in community has been soccer for sure even though i was even though uh, with my current situation it's actually forced me to go back and look at kind of get back into more like and appreciate all the creatives Mm -hmm. that are doing amazing cool shit right mm-hmm. now artists uh people putting out cool like soccer inspired clothing mm-hmm. i've gotten way more into kits i've been buying kits here and there and getting way more into like researching even clubs i'm gonna announce that i i'm gonna follow an epl team very soon i think i'll do it on the next episode probably cool um it's no one in the top six but that's the only hint that's the only hint but it's it's taken me getting kind of separating myself and getting more involved on a or falling back into, cause I've always been ingrained in the culture and cared about like everything from, from supporter culture to, to grassroots to, uh, you know, apparel and art and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I always cared about it, but now it's, I've gone back and really, you know, dug a little bit deeper and, and learned the story and learned the history of things. And it makes it more enjoyable and makes it more exciting for me because mm-hmm. that is something that can never go away regardless of what is happening on, in, in the world. Right. Because at the end of the day, you can look at art and get nostalgic and or find a piece of clothing or talk to a, talk to another friend and talk to stories about about things you've experienced in the past. Mm-hmm. or Talk like this, you know, having our podcast again. Those things are the things that I want to focus on, are the things that have given me like a bump and more of a motivation. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's I mean, it's it's very difficult to be motivated for a lot of people right now. So all those things that exist, it's just it's great that i know that that will never go away yeah yeah. ever ever go away so that's where the focus is now right yeah definitely yeah personally investing my time and energy into this little project is definitely like the carrot now (laughs) and just like how valuable having something small is at this point and the freedom that comes with that and just i always felt like i was able to get this thing to the point where I had I, I liked it and I was comfortable with it and it's just like it's basically now just putting the puzzle together. Yep. It's like I felt like I have the pieces and it's just putting in like the sweat equity and time into just trying to be consistent and try to like, you know, create content and take it a step at a time and having control over it because there's so there's a lot of freedom in that and you don't know what's going to happen. So the, the small, the, the smaller the core is the better. Well, it's also something, something that you can actually control. Yeah. 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 <laughs> As yeah. opposed to everything yeah. else that is not. You are, you're, our control. You're, yeah. There's so much that is out of your control. It's, it's nice to have something that is under your control. 100%. And I think that's, there's a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of, uh, like mental, it's like a mental benefit to have that. Oh, you know, I think it's a lot of anxiety and stress that a lot of people have in this day and age comes to the fact that there's so much that's out of your control. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, yeah. being more consistent with the podcast and doing cool shit, we have kicked around some ideas. 
uh, hopefully going to put pen to paper on those ideas and move forward because for the near future, there really is no excuse not to. So, uh, yeah, reinvigorated and excited to get all that stuff going. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's it. Is there anything else you want to touch on? I think that's it. Damn, yeah, yeah. felt good. Yeah, we did like an hour and 20. Felt therapeutic. Yeah. Thank you to all the You're family. a natural kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I like, to, I like to talk. I don't like the sound of my voice, but I do like to talk. Mm -hmm. um, cool. We'll be back uh, hopefully within the week. There's a lot going on. Champions League on the horizon, I believe, next month, early next month. MLS is back. is uh, in full swing. Um, just saw I just saw an update right now on my ESPN that all of the tests for the ones that were inconclusive with the DC United um, tests, the results came back negative. So it looks like they will be playing very soon, um, which is good, man. Uh, you know, hopefully we get through this, and it's. Uh, there's a there's a, a champion you know there's a, there's a champion and it's it's a it's a nice good feeling for a little bit and then we get back to business and hopefully everything's back to normal and we can go uh, have beer showers and, and get crazy and have <laughs> the time hopefully but uh, yeah hopefully we see you guys in a week mm -hmm. take care thank you bye later bye.